In the last episode, we talked about how a community health center got its start in rural eastern Montana. Stay tuned today as we tell how that health center and a few like-minded others joined forces to better serve their patients and communities and found common ground in caring for their communities one patient at a time. Hey all, welcome to the one in five, the show for those who want to know how to be healthy, how to stay healthy, and how to promote health in your community. I'm your host, Adam Renshaw, and in today's show, we have Dr. David Mark and Kent Dowdy. We're going to be continuing in our three-part series about community health centers. In the last episode, we told the story of the advent of Bighorn Valley Health Center and the mission that drove it into existence. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, make sure you go back and do so. Today though, we're gonna be sharing how a few independent community health centers realized they had much in common and decided they would be better together. Kent, could you kick us off by telling just how you and Dr. Mark met and, and what was going on at the time? What were you doing at the time? And how yeah. did you guys get to know each other? So as Dr. Mark shared the, in the last episode, you know, related to the the startup and the kickoff of Bighorn Valley Health Center and Hardin in the surrounding area, um, the, the then independent One Health in Mile City, which was formerly Custer County Community Health Center, started in 2002. Similar story, but I, 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 I don't think there was necessarily the passion of the groundswell of the local folks, there were, there were a group of local people in Miles City that really wanted to have a different model, a different delivery mechanism in the community that would, one, care for those in need, but be an alternative and another choice for those that, you know, had means, weren't in a situation where they were uninsured, et cetera. But that, everything kicked off in Miles City in 2002. And at the, at the VA, what used to be the, the VA hospital or the VA medical center in in Miles City because it's a bootstrap deal. I mean, Dr. Mark remembers in 2012 talking about you were a painter and you were, you were a, <laughs> a, a wire runner and you were a plumber and you did everything. And, and it's, it's, you bootstrap it together in order to build enough momentum to have enough funds and, and reserve funding to hire more people to build out a space and, and all of that. And, and, and the health center in Miles City when it was independent was fortunate enough to have space that was available to the health center at the time, which was in the old VA medical center that was inexpensive. Um, it was infrastructure. It was a place to land. As we know, not only then, but as we know now, um, not very efficient space that used to be a hospital. Can as I? A, as a clinic, when you're trying to offer an integrated model or as a team-based care, when you have a f- 122 rooms in a long half-mile hallway... <laughs> As much as you want to integrate and be a team, it it screams of independent, small, yep. stay to yourself, yep. segregate everybody. It wasn't really a team-based uh, space. No, it just yeah. didn't. It just didn't really work. And so, and I got to say real quick too, I don't want to derail the story. So, so hold your thought. But the first time I walked in there, um, well, the first time I drove up and saw it from the outside, I thought, "Ooh, this is creepy," um, and then. Uh, I got the Stephen King vibe more and more as I walked in the doors and got in the elevator and got up to the third floor. I was yeah, like, are we here for a ghost, is, ghost hunter am episode? Am I going to get or, killed? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, 
r- really nostalgic totally kind of legacy space totally. building i mean for i mean obviously veterans are a huge part of who we care for and so you know all the more reason why you know that that building in that space does have a lot of meaning to to us as an organization now you know past present and future although it just it's just not efficient and it, it was never the right home for a community health center so how did dr mark and i meet so I was the CEO of the health center when it was independent in Miles City. We're, we're bootstrapped. We start out with, you know, nine, ten staff. Um, one of my personal and professional goals was I wanted to be something bigger and better in, in Miles City. I, I, you know, I had, have always had this kind of growth mentality of status quo, you know, uh, running water is better than pond water. So m- moving, some movement um, even if you don't get it right the first time, sure. movement is better than than nothing at all. And so, um, Dr. Mark and I met um, in his early years as the CEO for Bighorn Valley, and then he was chairing the Montana Primary Care Association as the the chair of the board, which all community health centers are members of Montana Primary Care. Um, and I would attend meetings and just you know befriended one another, shared stories, talked about you know opportunities and gaps and not necessarily woes, but just kind of our, our, our vision for the future of community health, public health, caring for whole communities, prevention related, like how do we keep them well so we don't have to take care of them when they're sick. And I'm not a mm. clinician by training. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I grew up on the business side, a former army officer. Um, so, you know, a lot about kind of the, the, the innovation and, and the movement forward. And we had some just really cool conversations about, you know, what could this be? I mean, what, what could, what could rural frontier health care delivery look like as a community health center, but look at the redundancy and the duplication mm. and the challenges that we face when we're all trying to, you have all the regulatory and compliance and, you know, the, the, the lack of staff and the, and the talent to, um, to move into the rural frontier, unless you're from the area. I mean, if you're from, if you're from Hardin and you, you don't live in Hardin and you maybe be willing and open to move back, um, Miles City's, you know, similar, same with Lewistown, same with Chinook and Harlem and, and that whole area. But so we just started to kind of put our heads together about what could a future community health center model look like in the rural frontier. Um, we were in some need. We had some gaps uh, related to like medical direction, medical director, uh, growth of our primary of our behavioral health service line. Um, it was just a real small kind of cobbled together model that we had in Miles City. Um, had always aspired to want to do more with pharmacy. We had a contract with a contract pharmacy in the community. Um, you know, Dr. Mark, Stephanie Chosa and others had built this wonderful pharmacy program. So really started to kind of look at where are our similarities and where are we different a little bit and where are some of our pain points as it relates to the gaps and, and it's, it's a time suck, you know, I mean, all these areas that you, that you can't, that you can't do, and do it really well, take up so much of the time that all of the really fun, innovative, new opportunities, growth and all that, they that time gets gobbled up into regulatory compliance, legal, and everything in between. And so the more sure. the more we chatted, the more we realized like, hey, Dr. Mark, could you provide a medical director because we're in need? And could you help us with behavioral health? And could you help us with pharmacy potentially? And I don't even remember how the conversation happened, but it was almost like this this aha light bulb moment for both of us where we would just kind of looked at each other and it was like, why don't we just join? Sure. I mean, we could do so much more if we were just, if we were just one organization that 
we were all employed by one organization. It would streamline, it would make fewer contracts, fewer, all these things. And so that was, and that was like in 2016, it's like summer of like 2016 leading into 2017. Yep. That was right after I came on. Yeah. And then we did like a management services agreement that took us from the concept to the full implementation. And we had all of calendar year 2017 to work through all the details of the long engagement. Yeah. What would the, what would the merger and the together look like in early 2018? But before that, um, I just want to back up a step. Thanks for bringing us to that point. Kent, um, Dr. Mark, before that, uh, Bighorn Valley Health Center in Hardin had merged with a small community health center in Ashland. Can you tell us a little bit about what brought that about? Sure. We, um, we began working with Ashland since um, before we even became established as a community health center. We received ideas and support and policies from that organization in Ashland. And their um, founder and director, um, Karen Reiser, um, wanted to retire and move back to Iowa. And as she and her board began thinking about a succession plan, um, we began talking about maybe uh, joining the organizations together because I had been serving as medical director for for their organization since um, October of 2012. And, um, And so we had some help with, to, to sort of figure out the, how to do that we, sure. from the Montana Primary Care Association and from some national um, consultants. At that time, um, these sort of mergers were pretty rare and unusual, and so <clears throat> we worked with the federal agency called uh, Health Resources Services Administration, HRSA. Um, we worked with uh, our program and project officers from HRSA to figure out how to do this merger. Um, and honestly, the, the, at that time, we, 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 we had a formal merger in, in August of 2015. And it was really, um, f- from my perspective, from, from I think both organizations' perspective, it was an answer to a very specific question of how this small independent health center in Ashland, Montana. Rural. Can have frontier a, rural. Yeah, really small, right? But, but what the succession plan for that organization could be. Um, and honestly, it wasn't really until I <clears throat> met Kent and really started hearing his vision that it occurred to me that that is, that is the really answer. Because Kent was able to describe that this is a, the value proposition in bringing these two organi- bringing small organizations together was much more than a specific answer to any given question or problem that one organization might have. But Kent was able to, to really paint the picture to me of how how useful it is for small independent community health centers sort of all over to join together. We're, we're simply better together and we can do a lot more on behalf of our individual communities when we join together than when we were apart. So the, the Ashland experience for me was, was useful in learning the mechanics of how we do okay. a merger, okay. but I didn't get it until uh, I got connected with Kent. What were some of those pain points guys? What were some? What are some of those things? I mean, you explained a little bit, but really on a high level. Can you give me like two real serious pain points that individual uh, community health centers have struggles with in rural areas? Yeah, I mean, I think first off, for us, I mean, I'll speak. I'll speak to the Mile City. I mean, you, when we when we look at the, the the diversity of a community, of the of the people that we see, and the diversity of the payers, 
you know, I mean, it, you, it's the all eggs in one basket kind of a deal. You okay. Know? I mean, if there's ever, if there's ever a challenge where something changes with the economy, job loss, et cetera, or, or, I mean, whatever it might be when you're, when you're only operating in one community and you're stretched like really, really thin because the, the to-do list in my mind was always longer and deeper than the to done. I, and I had this dusty corner of my desk that was like the innovation barrel. <laughs> of, here's all the things that I've always aspired sure. and wanted to do, but I've just I just never had that. I just never had that extra hour in any one given day because of this the stack of you know however many hats that you have to wear. So by joining together, it freed you up to to start exactly to, to think more innovative. So it's just how do you take how do you take existing talent and existing skills because we have super, super talented people in our organization. Even when we were independent, we have people that are smart, bright, innovative, go-getters, team players willing to do go above and beyond, go the extra mile. We wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for our people. But I think when you, when you get into the daily grind and you get into the survival and you have to, you have to be sustainable and you're just, I mean, literally it's, it's grit, man. I mean, you're, you're just grinding from day to day and it's like, Oh, we really want to, it'd be really awesome to grow to Glendive. So you're really living in the moment you have, you have to, and not being able it's, to, to look towards the future yeah, and prepare. It's a, it's a, it's a react. It, it really served, served up this reactive. Gotcha you know, mindset a little bit, which was never, ever the way I wasn't raised that way. I didn't grow up in the business world that way. It was, it's proactive. You plan, you, you have a vision and, and you, f- you, you chart your course and the, the journey is what it's all about. It's not necessarily the destination, but you know, you just never had a, a chance to get away from the dock. Sure. It was, it was the anchor of all the stuff that just would hold you back when you're small. And so, you know, it's, wearing all the multiple hats. And, and, and so we were able to, you know, spread that out a little bit, but it's also, then you're not also relying on the nuances of a community. It's, we can't, our success and or lack or lack thereof is not, is, is not wholly on what happens in Custer County. It's now, I mean, we had the ability to then say this, this can be spread out so we can, it's a give and take and we share and, sure. and, and we have this huge, you know, diversity of, staff of patients of payers of of grant opportunities of all these different things and so if it's down a little bit in one area we can make up for it in another area sure and and that's what you're able to share resources across yeah okay and 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 again for me personally and i just add this as a side i mean to have a fellow colleague that that saw that had the same vision that we could share together and then you know like i've shared with my wife ten thousand times and to just be a one of the best human beings that I've ever met. It just, it totally made this like, this is a no brainer. Sure. He, he gets it. He's a physician. He's a business minded person. That's innovative. That wants to, you know, it, it can be better for the people that we serve in the rural frontier. So you and you and Dr. Mark had a long engagement. Wait, no, sorry. One health and uh, Bighorn Valley health center. Had we put a ring on it right out, right out of the gate. Come on. Man. And uh, through t- 2017, and then it led into the first. Actually, it was February 1st, right, 2018, yeah. if I remember correctly. Um, the it was final, and we officially became one. Although we really took steps before that to to act as one. Um, I remember, um, I remember traveling to Miles City and I remember starting the engagement teams, um, 
Mile City being the very first engagement team that we had cross-site, um, even though we had Ashland already. Ashland's just such a smaller uh, community. So then February 1st comes and we join. But then later that actual year, uh, we joined with two others. What led to what led to that? I think that th- over the course of, um, <clears throat> you know, from 2015, from our first merger to 2018, there was an increasing recognition at multiple levels across the state and nationally that um, that there was a lot of value in in Kent's idea of getting these organizations together. That made a lot of sense, and and there was a it was being encouraged by by the Primary Care Association, by by the federal by the HRSA at the federal level. Um, and uh, and so we actually we were at we had conversations at the at the at the board meetings of the primary care association about you know about potentially you know consolidating some of the small independent health centers into a larger organization and um, and so that led to to conversations with CEOs of other health centers in particular of Sweet Medical Center in Chinook and Harlem and then with Central Montana Community Health Center in, in Lewistown. Um, and I think they really close in time those conversations happened. Yeah, if I, I, th- I, I believe it was like uh, two months or maybe okay. two to three months after the formal, you know, BBHC and One Health merger, where, as Dr. Mark had mentioned, there were there were multiple kind of conversations. And so what helped was this, you know, this this push, not just from a sales pitch, you know, but when. When you know Michelle as the CEO of Central Montana Community Health Center and Dana was the CEO up in up in Chinook and Harlem, I mean when you're when you're hearing this from multiple you know sources, it starts to add a little bit of credibility, I guess, sure. more so than oh this physician and this business dude came in here and, and and gave us this big pitch on why we need to do this. Um, I think we we were we all could remember the days where when you're operating independently in a small in a small rural community, um, albeit it's it's there's this legacy of being able to do that and in, in, in what was offered, but I think quickly Michelle and Dana and, and staff and others could see one the benefit, but also realizing I mean it's not going to be without a little pain, and all good things come with a little bit of pain, right? Sure, it was difficult from my perspective. I remember um, it was it was just a lot of work. I say difficult. It was just a lot of work. Yeah. Um, so, so then two more come on, Sweet and Central Montana Community Health Center, and then were five sites with four names. And um, can you can you talk about how that was a little bit difficult with continuity with um, names, different names, and and. Uh, one mission though, right? Like what, where did we go from there? Yeah, I think one of the, one of the real points that, that we honestly mean when we, when we were talking with these other organizations, when we were separate organizations was that we, we want to create something new. We don't want this to be a, um, a one organization taking over other organizations. We want to really, we want a, a bringing together of the best of each of these organizations into something new. And so we, we were in no rush to uh, implement a single name, a single logo, a single brand. We were very interested in developing a single 
organizational culture and a single organizational identity. And so we were much more interested in, in, in working on that and then letting the, the issue of, of name, you know, follow suit. Um, cause we really had to figure out who we, who we were, sure. how we wanted to, to think of ourselves and who we wanted to be and who we wanted to be exactly. And so the, when the time was right, we then realized that, okay, we're at, we're at a point in time where we can begin figuring out what, what do we want to call ourselves? What do we want to look like? What is our, what is our brand? And what, what explain that, that process a little bit. Kent? Well, I think to Dr. Mark's point, I mean, I think we also had board members in all of these independent community health centers that also believed in us enough and believed in their staff at the local sites to say, we trust what you'll do. We, we trust that you'll re, you'll always remember where you came from and that you'll carry that kind of, that, you know, the, the, the legacy of what the community health center in Lewistown or in Chinook. Um, so Dr. Mark, I mean, we, we really leaned heavily on the board because we wanted to have board members from each of those, each of those independent community health centers join the greater, you know, Bighorn Valley Health Center board. Sure. But part of what we talked about was, you know, it's, it's right out of the gate. It's not necessarily important that we change the name and change the logo to, you know, because we need to, we need to let that marinate some. And we need to your point, Adam, we need to, we need to figure out who we, who we are now as the new entity. Um, the, the one health name started in Miles city and it was what, what kicked that off was, um, you know, I came to the community health center from public health and we knew, you know, and this was Wendy Richards was the, who's still with us. It was the director of public health at the time. Um, she actually hired me at public health and, and we worked heavily with the community health center, shared a lot of patients and clients. And so we just felt at that point, like, why are we, we're taking care of this common denominator, but public health doing it from one building under one framework and community health, same thing and different boards and, you know, public health was county employees. And so it was like just to kick this whole, which got my juices flowing. It's like, why are, why are we not just one? So it worked a lot with John Felton at Riverstone to kind of figure out how do you, how do you put a community health center in public health together? And we were able to accomplish that in uh, July. Oh, he's done it, right? Yeah, they do it. That's right. Or they did it at Riverstone years and years ago. It's just that their model was they put the, they merged essentially the FQHC with public health. And we did it the other way around where we took public health and merged okay. it into the community health center where the, where the community health center was, was the living entity and absorbed kind of public health. Um, and that was July 1st of 2014. And I, I think back and I was like, wow, that was seven years ago. It feels like just yesterday, <laughs> but, um, and that too came with huge upside benefits. And as you would, most of those public health staff are still with us, which is also really cool. And they would tell you the same thing. While while there's so many things to celebrate and so many cool things, it did not come without, you know, it, it was a lot of work and it was energy and it was the, you know, it, it was the letting go of the public health shore because now it's not that we're, our identity is wholly like public health. Sure. But we needed, to, we needed to call it something different because Custer County Public Health and Custer County Community Health Center, it's like, okay, that's a mouthful. And so we need to figure out. And so it was the one team, one vision, one mission of coming together and being able to do that as, as one new entity that led to the, the one health name in my Okay, city. And then through our conversations with our board, the Bighorn Valley health center board that was now had Chinook people and Harlem folks in Lewistown, Miles city, Ashland 
Harden, um, just really talking to them monthly about how do we want to see this play out? We, we need a new name. We need a new logo, a new brand. And they really helped kind of drive that. And through a lot of focus groups and time, effort, and energy that you and your team too, Adam, you know, it, it took a long time. It did. And it took it, a year. Yeah. And Laura, uh, Parby Connors from Meld Media mm-hmm. helped a ton with that. And, and honestly, nothing's ever perfect, but I think that the engagement of all of our staff and board and community um, really lent itself to a lot of opportunity for people to weigh in on what, how they felt. And, you know, if, if you were to describe what the new organization looks like, what would that be? And she took, you know, Laura really cataloged and pulled all that together. Um, so I don't really know if there was any like this one moment in time that was just like, ta-da, and the sky opened and, and like, but the, the organically One Health just seemed in a, in a new way, not the old Mile City One Health way, but in, in the new One Health, One Health way, um, it just, it totally makes sense. Well, and just for context too, there, there were two other names that made the final uh, right. with logo variations and all of that. And eventually what it came down to was um, it, it seemed like things were leaning in the One Health direction, that this was who we're going to be. Um, but more than that, I think it was like, this is who we've always been. Um, we just didn't know it until we went through the process. Right. So, and it, it wasn't easy. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure not everyone was, was happy about it. But I can tell you this, once the decision was made, and by the way, the decision was made by the board, um, which is, which is very, a very positive thing. Um, they were the ones that were setting that direction. Um, it, it was a relief for me because it's like, like I said, it was a year of work for me um, working with Laura um, and it was just really heavy on, on my mind and on my heart for a long time. And, and I think in, in situations like that, you have the, the, the tendency to, to put more stock in certain things than I think you actually really need uh, to. And so, so just that relief that took place when it's like, okay, this is who we're going to be. And I got to tell you, like, just from a practical standpoint, when, when we had four health centers, I was creating market, marketing materials for four health centers. And that is a pain, in the behind, <laughs> logistically. Yeah. And, and from, a, from a business perspective, right, one of the values in, in joining together is to reduce reduplication. Exactly. Not, not perpetuate it. Exactly. <laughs> and we joined together, and it made my job harder. <laughs> so, like, I totally get that. So, um, so I just wanted to say that. But So One Health is what we became. One Health is who we are now. Uh, what's in store? I know we, we're, we're pushing time here, guys, but I just want, can I get you guys to forecast a little bit? What's happened since? Um, we've, we started Glendive. Um, uh, some other things have taken place. What's in store for One Health in the future, guys? So can I give the 15-second <laughs> celebration of board leadership and certainly all of our staff, the pride that goes into like three short years New facility in Hardin, brand new building. It's the start of a of a huge undertaking with a remodel historic project in Lewistown. Lewistown, yeah. A new building and a full renovation and remodel in Harlem. Upgrades and updates to our building in Chinook. Move the clinic in Mile City to a new location. Open a dental clinic in Mile City. Open a pharmacy in Mile City. 
renovate our building down in Ashland because of some challenges and some issues. Full-blown launch of a telehealth platform with with Taito and all the things IT, SIG, and others have done. Full-blown data analytics program. I mean, we, we can go on and on. A brand new clinic in Glendive. School-based health. <laughs> I mean, in, in three years. So our best years are behind us. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, that's like 15 seconds leading up to that's the tip of the iceberg. Exactly. Yeah. No, all of what's strong water, work. Right. It's amazing. It's amazing that that's all been done in this short amount of time when like you're saying those things and I'm like getting goosebumps just thinking about, wow, we've, we've did this. We've, we've done this. And it wasn't two or three people. It wasn't 10 that's people. Right. It's the, it's the collective horsepower of the entire organization and even folks that say, well, I didn't have anything to do with that. It's like, well, you endured and yeah. you were willing to stick it out. You, you, you were willing to maybe not always be totally excited, but, but you, you stuck it out and you were willing to endure and change is tough. And, but look where we are as an organization. I mean, and we couldn't, we can't and won't be able to do these things if, if we can't, I mean, it's the, it's the collective oomph that allow us to, to do these things in the day-to-day grind when you're in the clinic and you're seeing those two extra people at the end of the day and all of that. I mean, that's, that's what allows us to do all these things. You, you just don't do it status quo. Like, Oh, let's just go open up three or four new clinics and sure. new places. And so. Awesome. Well, that leads us up to now, Dr. Mark, what are we, what's going on? What's the future hold for one health? Well, I think it doesn't the, have to be super detailed. Yeah, either. No, I think, I, I think this, the, the, the value proposition, which has brought us thus far I think it's going to continue. So I, I would anticipate, you know, that this trend will continue, that there is, you know, joining together and, and we're, we're better together than apart is still true today as it was in 2015. Um, and, and I think what, what that, what really, the real beneficiary of that, of that trajectory are the, the patients, patients and our yes. communities, because I think that the care we deliver, the ability to address the whole picture of health, the ability to think about non-medical, maybe some of the social determinants of health, um, we can do that better when we, as we grow in this trajectory. So I think that, yeah, that trend's going to continue, and yeah, we're going to be able to much more effectively and holistically address the needs of our individual communities um, in a better way. Thank you guys so much. That was, that was a really good time. I enjoyed it. Hope you, the listener, enjoyed it as well. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The One in Five. If you found this content beneficial, please follow this podcast. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or a platform that allows reviews, would you please leave us a review? If you have any questions or would like to suggest a topic for us to discuss, you can email me at adam.renshaw at 1chc.org. Stay tuned. We have some great health topics coming your way.